Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. All right, we are here again. This is episode two, week two that did not kick us off the airwaves after last week. So I think I think we're excellent. In. I think we're in, but 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 you know, it's only episode two. There's lots of time. Right. I'm I'm Reverend Ogan Holder. Uh, this is Reverend Kelly Isla. We are here to you with you from uh, Project Sanctus, uh, safe, brave space for all of us to discover and live our holiest selves. As we shared with you, our catchphrase last week is "Let's get our holy on." Uh, and we're going to do that, continue to do that today. Very excited about today's show. We have a, a special guest that we're going to talk to in a few minutes. Her name is Sherry Hall. She's the interim CEO of Poetry for Personal Power. And they are going to be hosting uh, an amazing workshop, uh, retreat, conference coming up um, this coming weekend at Unity Village called The Rite of Joy. It's going to be all about... Uh, poetry creativity um, i love their tagline reclaiming the sun for melanated people we're going to talk about some black joy today we're going to talk about uh creativity quick check in with kelly how you doing what's going on with you this week et cetera, et cetera. oh my gosh everything all right it's been a good week it's juicy and lots of meaning and you know the good the bad and the ugly right so awesome. it's yeah and uh, continuing the... I'm like, it's only Tuesday. It's Pace only yourself. Tuesday. Well, see, I think in... When you say week, I think in seven-day increments. Oh, gotcha. So I'll, I'll look from Monday, you know, like You're today, the go back. back. Because there's... The for me, there is no weekend. We're going to have to work on that. <laughs> well, it's whenever I want it. Okay, I got you. you know, All right. Oh, right. you know, oftentimes Fridays, you know. So it's been... Um, yeah, but... <laughs> Even if it was just two days in, it's still a celebration. <laughs> this is this is true. We're coming to you on the heels of Indigenous Peoples Day, yes. National Coming Out Day. We talk a lot about this on our um, Instagram live on Project Sanctus. If you're not following us on Instagram, uh, our handle is at Get Our Holy On. Also on Facebook, we have we have a real good conversation about that yesterday. So. Um, Please check that out. And before we dive in, if you're listening to this on Tuesday live, please uh, join us for our ongoing book study tonight, Radical Dharma. We're talking about uh, race and liberation, especially in spiritual communities. Um, come, even if you've not read the book, even if you're way behind on the reading, you can still come in and join the discussion. So that's happening tonight. If you're listening to this before Wednesday night, um, please join us for Wisdom Wednesday. Uh, Kelly's going to be doing some angel card readings. Uh, Ava, Reiki Master Ava is going to be doing some long distance uh, Reiki, all for love offering donations. All of the information about all of this is on projectsanctus.com. Uh, one of the things I said we would be doing on the show is um, sometimes hitting some headlines, maybe yeah. some un uncomfortable headlines that speak to the fact that, uh, yeah, we live in a white supremacist sort of racist society. I say sort of racist. I don't know why I say sort of racist. I don't either. I don't know either. I don't know whether we are doing our work to dismantle that. Um, so this comes out of the sports world. Many of you might not be big sports people. Um, I know I am not a big American football and I specify American football because there's American football and then there's the rest of the world football, which yeah. for some, which for some ridiculous reasons, Americans deter are determined to call soccer. But, uh, usually when I say football, that's what I'm talking about what Americans call soccer, but American football, one of, uh, well-known coaches, uh, John Gruden, he was coach of the Las Vegas, what is the name of their team? The Raiders. Uh, he, he's resigning after revelations came out emails. He's been writing for years filled with homophobia, racism, um, misogyny. And, and this was, this was going on. Um, he was working for ESPN at the time. And it's fascinating because, um, when he was coaching, of course, it's NFL majority of the players that were playing under his tenure were black. Um, and he actually was a coach of the team with the first openly gay uh, NFL player as well. 
Um, so people are so so this is this is the uh, this is the umbrella he uses to say I am not racist because he's still saying it <laughs> even though we got even though we have receipts he's still he's still saying it um, and but when you when you take a deep dive beyond the receipts you also see that uh, he's also had a culture of letting go black coaching and staff and and hiring and promoting white coaches and staff it's been it's been a whole thing so so it's it's very um it's very fascinating to see uh this stuff still happening in our day-to-day uh experience in the sports world in 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 all the worlds so so when we say or whether when we hear people say things like we've come so far it's time to move on why do we have to make everything about race i i give you john gruden like, well, and he's, yeah, and and um, it's it's like the um, okay, maybe a weird analogy, but it's like the cockroaches. So there's you see one, but you know under the surface there's a whole lot more. Yeah, it's never just right? the one. And so he's not um, he's not a it's not a um, you know an anomaly like it, not at it, all not it, even it remotely. Um, he's the poster child for the cockroaches that are running underneath that we need to keep flipping the lights on. Every time you turn the lights on, they all run, right? Run to cover. So, um, yeah, I think it's not, um, you know, here's, so here's someone in this high position paid millions and millions of dollars and, you know, and, and not even, honestly, not even being that, secretive about his, you know, his, the things he says, the things he does, the racist things he says, the racist things he does is, you know, it's not like even trying to hide it much. Well, he doesn't have to when no, he's correct. working for an organization that, yeah. you know, um, what, what should I say? Um, um, behind the scenes supports it, right? Because here we are. Um, how, how many, how many years since Colin Kaepernick took that knee? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and still hasn't worked for team, even though they give the most uh, fascinating reasons uh, for not signing him. Um, and it's it's been funny, not funny to watch the contortions of teams and managers um, excuses they come up with for having not hired Colin Kaepernick. Um, well, I love his um Gruden's comment is, I can't tell you how sick I am. I apologize again, but I feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. I apologize for the insensitive remarks. I had no racial intentions with those remarks at all. I'm like, seriously? Uh, (laughs) Like, I don't even, you had no racist intentions. Did did you actually hear the words you used? Right. Right. So, so again, this is the, this is the ongoing conversation that we, that we have about um, realizing one where, where one is with when one doesn't think one is lost. Yeah. You know, that, that whole thing uh, that, that we, we're, um, we don't need to spend any more time on that, but you know, that's just what's, what's up in the headlines today. There's a gazillion other things we can point to. Well, there is, but um, while I'm also not, you know, I'm not going to, I don't follow sports much. I, I, and the reason it, it gets me worked up is, I mean, besides the very nature of it is that the sports, right. Professional sports is, you know, part of this that holds up this caste system. Mm. right the economy (laughs) right so it it so you don't even have to follow sports if i can just connect you to the the money follow the money yes yes the uh, commodification of mostly black and brown bodies yes uh in sports these days uh it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing um but um to 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 subtly or not so subtly segue into our yep. conversation around today. Not so subtle, moving spiritual, moving on. Spiritual bypassing. Yeah, but, let's talk but, about spiritual bypass. But part of but part of this is right, our our reluctance maybe in spiritual communities especially to have conversations around these things, to to to, to bring them up in our as ministers in our sermons, to talk about them in our in our fellowship, to say, hey, listen, this is you know, all, all, all of us in churches who are also football fans, 
right? And they're they are rabid football fans. Isn't I mean Sunday Sunday morning is like you know church day football day. It's you know yeah. Hurry up with your sermon and music. I got to get home for the game. Got to get home for the game, right? Yeah. So so it, that that's another form of American worship. Uh, hashtag idolatry. Anyways, but <laughs> but here we here we go. How how many folks are going to be having this conversation and saying here we are supporting and being fans of this sport that is clearly one that is as you say holding up and supporting these pillars of white supremacy and racism and and what are we doing about that? But but spiritual bypassing is that idea of it's too uncomfortable, so we're not going to talk about it, but more specifically, we're going to use our spiritual teachings and principles uh, as sort of excuses to to skip the whole conversation. So mm-hmm. this this idea that we're 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 focusing on oneness and love and and harmony and peace. So therefore, to have these conversations is really to uh, give energy to the things we don't want to give energy to. So we don't we don't want to do that. Um, and and uh, and to be clear, to be clear, because uh, uh, this is this is uh, in reference to one of the feedback letters I got from an article I recently wrote in Unity Magazine that says don't take the bypass. And I spoke about this. Um, I was accused of 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 um, um, I was accused of accusing all people in spiritual communities of spiritual bypassing. Nope, not 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 accusing everybody. <laughs> not not doing that. I'm if if the shoe fits, you wear it. Right. If it doesn't fit, go to the next aisle. Uh, that 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 sort of deal. But 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 this is a thing and. Again, always throwing myself under the bus, but there's plenty of room under the bus if anybody wants to join me. Um, but throwing myself under the bus, it was a thing I did too, because I, I always believed in the idea of focus, focus on what you want to experience, not what you don't. And at the same time, it's not an either or, it's both on. And we can't change systems of oppression without naming them and without acknowledging our part in them. Whether we're white, black, male, female, straight, gay, we, we're, we're all playing a part in there somewhere. So, so those are the conversations that we really have to have. And to the credit of a lot of spiritual communities, I'll speak to the New Thought one specifically, Unity, because that's our denomination. Some of y'all trying, and I and I see you. You're trying. You're struggling. You're having various degrees of success. You know, but I'm I'm just saying. And, and and some of you said it's so hard and too hard, so we're not going to focus on it. That's that's the bypass in there, right? Yeah, um, it was. Um, you know, it's actually in the in the world of spiritual communities and and faith traditions. Spiritual bypassing is a relatively new term, um, coined in 1984. Um, a psychologist noticed Buddhist communities were. Um, um, they were while they were sincerely trying to work on themselves. What he was noticing was this widespread tendency to use those spiritual practices, to use those spiritual ideas, to use the teachings, as you said, to sidestep or to avoid, you know, what's um, the emotional issues, the psychological wounds and traumas, the, um, you know, our unfinished developmental tasks, you know, we are, when we're developing, you know, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, our, as we move through development, there's always, there's always discomfort. There's always, you know, the, the grow in the dark, bloom in the light. There's always, you know, dark along the way. And so we, um, to, and, and not just to avoid, but often to suppress, you know, uh, let me meditate this away. Let me pray this away. And really what you wind up doing is suppressing that, that discomfort, suppressing the, um, you know, the loneliness to suppressing, you know, if I just, if I just do my denials and affirmations, this trauma around childhood abuse will go away, you know, yeah. um, kind of thing. And um, so, uh, you know, so, I, you know, I was going to say, I remember reading something really fascinating in the book, Radical Dharma that I mentioned earlier, where, where one of the authors said that um, meditation is not the main practice of Buddhists in other parts of the world, right. but it is here in America where it's basically so much of Buddhism has been co-opted by white folk. And he said, 
it may be no accident that that in the in the whiteification of Buddhism, there's a heavy emphasis on let's not talk, let's let's just sit in silence. Well, and and what happens with meditation? What most people don't realize is that you know um, is that it actually it actually dissipates energy which mm-hmm. is like, it makes you think and not dissipate in a good way. It sort of fragments and dissipates it as opposed to harnessing it and focusing it and working with it. Yeah. Meditation is, is more often than not the, you know, to sort of spread out the pain so you don't really ever feel any of it. And to be clear, we're not anti-meditation. Yes. <laughs> I, got, I feel like I needed to say that out loud. Yes. Before we get calls yes. and letters saying, now they don't want us to meditate. No, that's not what we're saying. Right. It's yep. not about what you do. It's about why you're doing it and where you're doing it from within yourself. And, and if you're using it as a crutch, it really yes. is, spiritual bypass really is a self-inquiry. It really is, you know, being willing to ask yourself that tough question. Um, is Am I using these practices as a defense mechanism, as to avoid, to... Um, you know, to be all, you know, <laughs> you know, the all love and light and rainbow, unicorn, pink frosting, you know. Bliss bunnies. Like, the bliss bunnies. Bliss, and... bliss ninnies. Bliss ninnies. Bliss ninnies. Okay. I never heard, never heard that one before. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it really is a self-inquiry. Like, yeah. where am I using it really for my development? And where am I using it to, 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 you know. Avoid. 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 That's why it's called bypass, right? Exactly. Um. So it's not a you know, I get wanting to be happy. I get wanting to have peace of mind. I get wanting to, you know, not have difficulty in life, but it's just not real. It just isn't real. You can't dismantle racism without love gets bloody and ugly, right? Love is messy. Love is messy. It gets bloody and messy. Anybody been in love for more than five minutes? No, love is messy. (laughs) But I mean, even like society wise, never mind people. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. I mean, one-on-one people, but even, yeah. So um, if you want to join in on the conversation, because we've probably said something oh, yeah. that already pushed your button, but if you Hopefully. haven't, or, or, or you want to throw in some support to what we're saying or ask a question, you can call if you're listening live, 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Um, you can also email us at any time, either Ogan or Kelly at projectsanctus.com, or you can hit us up on social Facebook, Instagram at get our holy on. So um, speaking of how do we not bypass, right? How do we not bypass is we make the decision to, to, to not avoid the pain, but to lean into it, lean into the discomfort. Um, what's it bringing up for us? What's it triggering in us? And there's so to many. Go ways. into the fire. Exactly, exactly. And there's so many ways we can navigate that leaning in. And one of them is through creative expression, through artistic expression, through writing, all those sorts of things. This is why I'm so happy to have our guests on our show today to, to maybe speak to these issues and hear her amazing story. I want to welcome to the show Sherry Hall. Uh, Sherry is the interim CEO of Poetry for Personal Power. You can check them out at pers- uh, poetryforpersonalpower.org. She is a performance artist. She is an author. Uh, she is, I think, the most important job, a mother of four. Um, she was brought up in Kansas City with a single mom, by a single mom, and uh, poetry was what she used as she writes in her bio to fight her way through life struggles and still uses it therapeutically today. Uh, that is the Cliff Notes Cliff Notes version of her extensive bio. <laughs> this, this woman has done some stuff, so you can check it out at, again, poetryforpersonalpower.org or her page, spokenpurpose.com. Welcome to the show, Sherry. How are you Hello. today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You have the distinct honor of being our first guest ever on our podcast. Thank you. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, um, anything we said so far resonated with you? Uh, I know our listeners can't see you, but I can. There was a lot of head nodding. There was a lot of hand waving going on. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to jump in there or 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 anywhere you want to jump in uh, well just one correction i bet you i need to correct this on the um, website i'm actually the ceo of poetry for personal power so i'm no longer interim um and i congratulations probably- yay 
I probably need to correct this somewhere. Um, it's on the website, yeah. It's everywhere. Correct it's everywhere, yes. yeah. I thought I corrected. You know how you correct things a couple of places, and it's like, okay, it's mm-hmm. done. Like, this yeah. thing happened months ago. I'm like, oh, God, where is this interim still coming from? Anywho. It's um, the internet. Once it's out there, it's out there. Right? It's terrible. It's a web. It's caught in this tangled web of keeping things alive. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, I, I really enjoy and have enjoyed your um, topic of conversation here, the spiritual bypassing. Um, and you guys are totally right. You're spot on. Um, the comfortability factor is it for me. Mm. It's the comfortability. Um, people always talk about, hey, get out of your comfort zone. Go public speak. Um, go do this, go do that. Uh, when we are looking at the issue of spiritual bypassing, however, I have encountered as an artist um, and as a, a minister, number one, being a woman, the the comfortability of having a woman speak in certain confines is is overwhelming enough. But then uh, an outspoken one who is a poet who is also presenting art, um, that that spiritual bypassing and looking at racism, they want you to come in and not talk about any of that. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to have a program and want me to be germane to it. It's quite another to say, okay, so these topics... Yeah. So, 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 so the, the policing continues. Yes. <laughs> it's not just tone policing. Now you want to police my art. You yeah. Want to police my experience. You want to police the way I have lived and translate my experience and the, the audacity of it for me though, um, because you knew who I was before you invited me. Right. Yeah. There's that. You're seeing me. You're seeing yeah. me. You know what? You heard me. Right. You heard me loud and clear. Okay, we want that power, but with this instead of that. Okay, that's a higher fee because you want me to write something new. Nice. Oh, that's a fee? Oh, there's a fee at all. Mm. Yeah. Um, everything, especially depending on where you're talking about, um, the coded language is, well, can you bless us? That is the the coded language. Mind you, um, I don't mind doing pro bono work. That's what we do. This is also what I, I teach artists mm-hmm. um, when I'm, I'm talking to them, mentoring them. Yes, can you afford to do the pro bono work? I, a long time ago, I set apart and said, okay, right now I can afford to do one, maybe two promo uh, uh, pro bono opportunities. And that afford means... Um, I can afford time away from home, mm-hmm. away from my family. Um, I can afford to spend the gas money to get to and from. Um, I can mentally and spiritually afford to be around crowds of people. Um, all these things are expenses to, it's not even just the monetary portion. Right, right. Um, when you're looking at, when you're giving yourself out, can you afford to do things for free? When I go do this free thing, it may not cost me any money, but is my health impacted? Mm-hmm. My mental health. Um, these are things that have to be under consideration for a person who works of any profession, but especially an artist. Um, and, and I look at that quite critically, quite critically, because yeah, as we said before, I'm a mother. Um, doing this artwork, doing this administrative work, doing this community work, this activism, this advocacy. Um, yeah, I can drag the kids along with me everywhere, but that's not really time with mom. No. Uh, that's not time at the house. And balance for me is tough as it is for a lot of people. And let's so, be clear, as parents, as parents, our self-care is getting away from the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I was seeing it like going to performance as self-care, like, oh, I can go work. <laughs> and right, I, right, right. at the same time, I'm still working. So I don't ever yeah. have any time to decompress. So again, yeah. 
even if I take the money for a gig, oh, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars to come do this. Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Is it worth yeah. it? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So I look at um, every opportunity the same with regards to how healthy it is for me to be involved. Because if we don't have a healthy me, we're not going to have anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But Ogan Ogan and I, um, you know, in in pretty much everything um, we do for Project Sanctus, there's always the piece of, you know, care for self, right? Because if I'm not doing my work, if I'm not doing, you know, my healing, my caring, my Sabbathing, my silliness, my, my joy, you know, whatever that is, then I'm useless out in the world. And speaking, and speaking of care for self, we're going to take care of ourselves by going on a break right now. Um, and uh, when we come back, uh, we will continue our conversation with Sherry and we will hear your story, especially how did you get into poetry? So you're listening to, uh, what are we with love and justice for all? Yes. Not the name of my show for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. You're listening to with love and justice for all with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. All right, we're back Welcome from break. Back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, still talking with Sherry uh, Purpose Hall, the as we have figured out, actual CEO, not interim, the real the CEO, the real CEO. CEO. <laughs> yes, of Poetry for Personal Power. Um, so tell us about Poetry for Personal Power, how you got involved in it, and also tell us a little bit about your own journey around uh poetry and the creative arts where where did that get started and and yeah the i love the mission using art to show that emotional distress is temporary and transformative yes absolutely so with regards to poetry for personal power um the actual founder her name is karina west and um she dealt with her own set of mental wellness setbacks um, over the course of her life. She has an awesome and incredible story. She's also an Olympian, um, but due to her um, mental wellness issues and things of that nature and her kind of going through life, trying to figure it out, using peer support, and then stumbling onto poetry as a healer, you know, there is a poem by Etheridge Knight, um, and it's called Hard Rock Returns to Prison from the Hospital for the Criminal Insane. Um, so I don't know if you guys know who Glenn North is. Um, she happened to be in a workshop with Glenn North, and Glenn North read this poem, and she was taken aback. Um and she was taken aback and just to kind of give you the cliff snows of the poem hard rock you know he was in prison the big intimidating scary man he didn't take no crap he would you know bite all the seals and guards heads off if they tried to mess with him he was basically the other um, people who were in prison. He was their hero. Like, yeah, yeah, Hard Rock's going to get him today. One day they took Hard Rock to a back room and he came back out. And when he was once upright, big, bold, grrr, he came out of that room, a shell of his former self. Hmm. Head half slump, you know, just Hard Rock wasn't there. They were looking for the same person to come back. And he didn't. Um, one of the quotes from the poem, he had been our destroyer, the doer of things we dreamed of doing but could not bring ourselves to do. And yeah, after that, he wasn't the same. Well, back then they had a, they had a practice of doing lobotomies in prison. Yeah. So to take out the part of the brain, you know, that made all of that extra hype stuff happened they take that out and like, okay now you're good and calm go ahead and sit over there in the interest of sedation of calmness of you're going to do what i say 
right? Um, and th this is a true thing that used to happen. And she heard that poem was like, wow, people write about that in poetry. And she had had all kinds of things. I mean, she had even been through electroshock therapy before. Um, and she, for her personal self, she was like really against um, a lot of the medication and a lot of the things that people um, get involuntarily put into get told that they're non-compliant when they get involuntarily put into. So this is how she started Poetry for Personal Power. Um, okay. Work mental health, you know, through the transformative process of the arts. Her thing was just poetry, but we invite all artists. Um, I came to Poetry for Personal Power in 2012 as a sponsored artist, learned about it, um, and started doing work, started doing art, um, with them shows in resilience messaging which basically I can tell my own story and then use my art after it and someone in the audience may say hey okay this is how you overcame adversity maybe I can yeah or maybe even I'm gonna come to the show I have handouts I have resources for people and they may be able to say okay this is a resource that I can use for my mental wellness. This, did, did you use this? Did you do something like this? Um, it starts a conversation in the community. So I like to call our program, um, much like, you know, when we say the doors of the church are open and we want people to come into the building. Um, Poetry for Personal Power is more outreach. We send artists out. We'll send them out into a bar. We'll send them to a park. We'll send them to a detention center, to a jail, to a prison. Um, to schools, doesn't matter. Wherever we can do the resilience messaging, that's where we'll send them. Um, Poetry for Personal Power also offers non-clinical behavioral health. So non-clinical behavioral health is peer support. Um, peer support basically is a person with lived experience who has learned the core competencies and been certified through the state or nationally to be nice. able to provide mental health services. So all of our people are certified either at the um, states or national level. And especially in Missouri and Kansas, I have a thing where I just need everyone to be certified on both sides because we, we're we not going to just carry the mess back and forth over the right. Right. <laughs> You know, one of the things, one of the things I've noticed in um, in spiritual communities is actually there are times when art right? Like we're going to paint kindness rocks or, you know, something around writing or soul collages, you know, there's all kinds of artsy things, creative things that there are times when I look at it and I wonder, or it kind of, I experience it as kind of spiritual bypassing. Um, not always, please don't everybody write in and say, you know. um, but there, I think there are times when that goes on, um, that's my opinion, um, just because it's a way to, it's really in times a double-edged sword because it can be a way to, to suppress or avoid because who doesn't, well, who doesn't love painting kindness rocks or who doesn't love, you know, whatever. And as soon as I say the words, I'm like, yeah, I can think of a few people, but, but it just as a, as a diversion, right? Um, so I'm just wondering if you've, you know, one, if you've, seen that before and what makes what you guys do different so here's the thing about um spiritual bypassing it's all in how it's facilitated we can sit around I, you know i encourage people to color the coloring books all of them any of them that you have you have the cuss words coloring book color it color it bright great do it but at the same time the mindless act of art and to add context to mindless, right? Um, there are times that I have shut down in myself. My brain is like jello. And all I have bandwidth for is to stare forward and paint. Stand, stare forward and craft. And if someone is facilitating a space such as that, that I'm in, while I am in my mindless zone, can we actually talk about a real thing? Are we able to draw those things out, have that conversation? Can the kindness rock become a mean rock? Mm. Mm. 
can can it be whatever I need it to be right now? Mm, mm. Oh, I love that. Can the kindness rock be a mean rock? Ooh, <laughs> like, that's let's, good. Let's, let's make the mean rocks and throw them and break things and then be okay afterwards. There, There is room for exertion of energy, like let yeah. people human. Yeah. yeah. So you're right where it looks like a diversion sometimes because we always want to anger, anger, anchor back to whatsoever is good, whatsoever is lovely. That's cool. That's great. But sometimes there's crap on top of it that needs to be expressed. So we don't allow people freedom of expression. We gear their expression where we feel comfortable for it to go. And there's that thing about comfort. Mm. Again. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We're in a church group. The church group isn't specifically made to talk about racism, molestation, domestic violence, um, mental health, self-worth or self-image issues. Yeah. Um, you know, some people like they, they may never have been touched at any time or, or raped or, or had they may not experience racism the same way, but they may still have issues of self-worth and just telling her, Oh, you know, you were created in, in the image. Hey, sometimes asking the question, why sometimes allowing them to look at the rock and say, can you um, show me what you feel? Yeah. Can you paint, mm. can you paint the rock how you want to see yourself? Um, using all of our tools rather than being scared to, to, and, and there's nothing wrong with being scared of it because a lot of times people aren't trained to handle it. So this is where we go back to peer support and core competencies and training your lay people in the community to be pillars, to be able to really help people when they need help, because your first intervention should not be a mental health hospital. There, There should be someone around you that can take a little time and see. Yeah. Just something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well said, well said. Um, and, and in terms of opportunities, um, tell us about right of joy. Tell us about what that's going to be all about. Um, I'm, I'm personally like, so Kelly lives in the Kansas city area. Uh, I think she's I'm right. Th- I'm five minutes from the village. So I'm trying to find a way to, to fit in somehow and, and yeah. come be with you. I'm in DC. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> you fit in. You fit in. Um, Light of Joy Conference. Again, Reclaiming the Sun for Melanated People. Um, the conference is for people of the Black and African American community, people who serve people, um, have those people in their communities, in their neighborhoods. If you want to interact or if you even want to learn more, the conference is open for everyone. The focus is just Black and African-American. Why is that? Because of the, the increasing mental health disparities. And we don't have a space to talk about this, um, to become community, to formulate even plans around it. And when I say plans and, and taking action, the organic method of this happening is people gathering and people having an idea and allowing um, things to work naturally, right? We're not going to have one big old, all right, let's black brainstorm on what we're going to do about Black health. That's not what's going to happen. Um, we are a people of the griot. We are a people of the story. So we're going to tell our stories and we're going to talk and we're going to share our knowledge. And that is what this this awesome um, cadre of, of speakers that we have, speakers and artists, is going to do. There are even classes that will yield um, CEU credits for those who are clinicians. So when I say, especially those who serve um, people in Black and African American communities, that is what I mean, because we have CEE and CEU for you to come, not just learn, but also go back towards your certifications. Um, the the arts is heavily involved. There will be um, a keynote speaker, Tonier Kane, who has her own recovery story, complete lived experience. And you get to see the example of a person who went from this, who someone would look at like, oh my God, why is this person even walking around to this person is getting paid X amount of dollars to tell other people how to come out. 
night and day if you saw the pictures beside each other and it's a beautiful story so i'm really i'm excited i'm proud i'm grateful to unity village for allowing us to have it there um for not spiritual bypassing because we told you exactly what it was when we came um they said okay cool um so this is our list and how do you want to serve the food yes (laughs) nice so um i i am thankful and grateful for that um but the list of speakers, like Paige's Madam, I don't know if anybody's really into poetry. He is a pretty decently famous poet, as well as Ed Mabry, um, NAACP Image Award uh, nominee, Emmy um, nominated. No, one of those was a win. One of those was a nomination. Don't get me to lying his uh, <laughs> resume. Um, won over 500 poetry slams. Um is also an advocate for mental health and will also tell his own recovery story. Um, plenty of, of Kansas City artists as well as myself will be there because I got voluntold that I was speaking. <laughs> and they know I'm easy for that. I'm like, yeah, you're going to do it. Okay, fine. Whatever. You're going to bless them. You're going to bless them. <laughs> well, you know, this is my <laughs> job. So the blessing is for me to be giving out. You're I was right. like, I think she's getting paid to put this thing on. I yeah, know. I know. I'm yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> so they can voluntold me whatever they want me to do. Um, Maybe she'll bless us before the end of the podcast with one of her oh, original pieces. I, I don't know. know. I'm just, it's been out there. I so, have actually on subject. So, okay. Oh, so oh. I want to, I want to ask a question that may um, seem uh, pretty basic and, you know, very intro level, but for for white folks that may not um, know uh, a lot about um, racism, white privilege, yes, there's a lot of them out there. Um, when so, and this is called Rite of Joy, reclaiming the sun, S U N, for melanated melanated people. When you say reclaiming the sun, what what does that mean? So I and I explained this a little bit last night as well um, on. on a different engagement that I had. When you hear about the Black experience, what automatically do you think of? Um, You think of rain. When it rains, it pours, right? You think of of slavery, of New Jim Crow, of um, police brutality, of suffering suffering just continue. there's someone lamenting everywhere um someone's uh you know if you're low income um people even the stereotype mischaracterized we're going to think of black people when we think of food stamps let's just be completely 100 percent real here even though um you have raw data that shows that black people are not the people who are the most on food stamps but that's neither here nor there um but when you think of it the black experience in america um even think about corporations and other companies with our art that we don't even like my my standing point we don't even own hip-hop anymore um you know it's 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 sadness it's rain like at some point when do we reclaim our son at some point when do we reclaim it is a right just like a rite of passage R-I-T-E, it is a rite of joy. It is something that we should walk into. It is something not just given to us, but it's here and we need to take it. So how do we reclaim the sun? We tell our stories. We familiarize ourselves with our communities. We figure out who we are, um, why we are in the position we're in, learn our history, move forward, um, learn wellness, learn alternative methods, learn the clinicians that are there that, okay, if you do need medication-assisted mental wellness, that's great. That's fine. How do you advocate for yourself in that avenue? Hey, you put me on this pill. I feel terrible. No, 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 no. We don't, no, it's not just taking another few months. I feel terrible. I take these other medications as well. Oh, these interact with each other. Okay. Thank you for looking into that. Um, in order to re- reclaim your son, you have to be willing to advocate for yourself and you have to be able to tell your story and we have to be able to make people listen and we have to have community that helps us do this. So when we're reclaiming the sun, when we're reclaiming our brightness, because for me, the Black experience, 
um, is greasing my grandmother's scalp. It is the smile Mm. of a little kid when they get that old hard church candy while they're wearing those lace socks and those patent leather shoes. Um, It is, you know what? I learned how to cook with smoked turkey instead of fat back. And we're Mm. healthy right now. Um, It's all of that. It is, well, mama still cooks with the fat back and it tastes wonderful. So I can have that at least once every three months. Um, (laughs) It it, it is all of that. It is knowing our origins, celebrating even the sad times, but walking into a new day. So the sun is a new day. And that's what it is. And everyone gets to walk under the sun. Why? Because the sun rises for everyone. Mm, Black folk just need to learn how to walk in it now. Yeah, and, that's and, and and walk in it without being afraid of being policed. Yeah, like because because we, we have this experience, right? You know, yeah. uh, swimming while black, barbecuing while black, just Everything simply resting while well black, rejoicing while black. There's 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 Doggy a lot of black. walking while black. There's a lot bird watching while black. There's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of 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 understandable concern about about i had an incident of being carefree and smiling while black and oh, dear. Uh, got molested in public like, oh my god handing my hair down to the scalp and it was just i mm. froze i just froze you know we talk about all this consent and everything else and but i guess consent doesn't happen for me yeah because my hair is interesting or cute you know, respecting a person. How about respect while black, yeah. honor while black, love while black, um, and these are things that are transferable to everyone. They're universal, and I don't understand. And and we still, all of us, have this lack of understanding why that does not apply. These universal truths are for everybody, but when it comes to me, wait a minute. What did she do? Yeah. What did they do? How yeah. were they dressed? Um, you know, so yeah. we're gonna reclaim our, our our space and our sun, and that's what we're gonna do, and we're gonna walk in it. Nice. If, <laughs> so if you're listening and you want to go reclaim some of that joy, head over to rightofjoy.com. I think there's a what a, a discount happening now for registration. Yes, so today is Tuesday. And there is a Tuesday promo code, 50% off registration. Um, That's huge, especially for clinicians, because the uh, registration price for those CEE, the CEU credits is $400, which Mm. you can get up to like three, four different sets of CEU. So honestly, $400 plus meals, plus arts and entertainment, plus being able to get CEUs, honestly, it's probably less than what they would pay for each one of those classes separately. Nice. But Tuesday, 50% off down to $200. Tell your boss at wherever you work and they'll pay for I'm trying to tell you, they're trying to keep you um, certified. So they'll pay for you to come get your CEUs. You come with us. We'll have a good time. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Rightofjoy.com. Um, and also um, poetryforpersonalpower.com. Please check them out. Please support. Oh, dot org. Uh, dot org. Yes. Dot org sorry. Uh, please support. Please support this uh, powerful organization and the work that it is doing. Uh, it, it's amazing. Um, and um, I wish you I wish you all the best for this. Well, in general, but especially this weekend. Uh, reclaiming the joy, bringing bringing some melanated people to the village. Uh, the village could use it a lot. Yes, I said it. I said it. <laughs> I say it all the time. It's way too creamy white here for me. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Uh, we got about three minutes left. Is there anything? Is there anything uh, from your from your wide repertoire you want to share with us uh, going out? And where else can people find you, follow you, come see you? So my website is SpokenPurpose.com. Again, SpokenPurpose.com. That's my artist site. Um, I do have a poem for you. And I do have like another two recordings of poems on Unity Village um, on your YouTube channel. So okay, will be out with you as well. Um, but this poem on topic um, 
white church asked black poet to come speak. This is my experience. White church asked black poet to come speak, wanted a poem, all Christian, no Christ, which is to say all religion, no mission, no real work. Wanted me to become Judas to my radical, give it the kiss of death and get them coins, sis. Wanted to show me on stage a token of affection for the hood. White church asked black poet to come speak but wants to ensure I only speak gospel and no mission to which I declined. They want black girl magic, but deny blackness to be spoken of in their confines. They were offended at my ability to all things, including decline. Found my ability to say no to money for a speaking engagement, some sort of sorcery or witchcraft. I guess they're not used to this type of morale. I mean, magic from ministers. I mean, blacks. Can't buy my culture or the conjure of my tongue. They requested a whisper of unholy, something more devilish than spiritual. I suppose that is why there are less Black women in evangelical spaces. We refuse to go blind to missional racism. We see you seek the impoverished in every corner of the planet while ignoring the urban field. Build schools and wells overseas. Vote to privatize education here. Poverty shame here. Fail to provide adequate health care and water here. Oh, yes evangelical church all holy all wealthy all selfish and still needy of me black poet you all high hopes and no soul i suppose that's why you want my negro spiritual want my tongue to remind you of the slums me being a walking sermon all you know that she could be robbing you but look at what god can do all polished up and speaking well on crisis averted and we gave her money self-righteous pat on the back doing nothing for my people yet giving your congregation another thing to thank god for yes White church wants black poet to come speak. Black poet responds in the most professional and articulate way she knows how. Nah, son. That's that piece. Nice. <laughs> Sherry Hall, nice. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. That Thank was awesome. You. Thank you for joining us today. Again, Sherry Hall at uh, rightofjoy.com for the conference this weekend, poetryforpersonalpower.org. Uh, please check them out and your personal website again, spokenpurpose.com, right? Absolutely. There, there you go. Uh, thrilled to have you. Um, so um, until we are here again next week, um, please, we invite you to, to do the deep questioning, the deep searching, where might you be bypassing and how might you start to lean into that discomfort? So, and let's get our holy on. Get our holy on. Woo! See you next week.